Free Talk Live, 855-450 free. Call in, take control of the airwaves. It's your show, Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is an interactive program. You can uh, call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's an interactive website, too, at freetalklive.com. You can link to blog posts and stories that you find interesting. Vote on other people's stories. They can vote on yours. It's an interactive community there at freetalklive.com. Let's go to our main host, Ian Freeman, who is on day 52 of the Ian Freeman incarceration count-up, where he is... (laughs) incarcerated at the Cheshire County Religious Retreat, also known as the County Jail. Yeah. Hey, guys. What's going on? Jason Talley's there, I heard. Yep. Jason's here. It's good to hear you, uh, Ian. Good to be with you, Mark. Yep. Just saw you. Uh, Jason came uh, over here for a visit uh, about an hour ago. We had a a chat about uh, how the uh, the, you know, the people calling themselves the state are basically a huge joke on the, the idea that there's any kind of transparency uh, in their operations. We were discussing this, uh, you know, this supposed Freedom of Information uh, Act that you know all places liter- uh, supposedly have in this country, and uh, it's just it's very difficult to get any kind of information out of these people. Even if you file their appropriate forms, they basically kick them all back in your face. Uh, some of the things we were discussing today. Yeah, the, the freedom of information, there is no freedom around that stuff, or very little freedom around it. Yeah, if the government were as transparent as we would like, there really people wouldn't stand for having that government. Right, if, if government were transparent, it would crumble. Yep. It would have to. People would rise up against it because it is an organization that uses lies and theft and violence yep. to get what it wants. Well, don't worry. Uh, it's, it's you know, the government guys think everything is fine uh, with uh, the way things are going. And uh, so I got a, a 14-page order here or a notice of decision uh, from the Cheshire County. No, it's an order uh, from the Superior Court here. And uh, for those that aren't aware, last week on Friday I went in for uh, what's called a habeas corpus where you, we thought that uh, anybody could file one of these things. That's apparently not the case. Uh, anyone can file one on behalf of the individual in the in the uh, the jail, but ultimately it has to be that that person or their rep- so-called representative uh, that that handles the case. So I ended up having to take over the the habeas corpus case. And uh, Mark, you were there for uh, for it. I, I'm not sure who all came out, but there was a good group of folks that uh, came out. It was a nice excuse to to take a little car ride into town, get to see some of the leaves changing, and uh, see some of my friends in court. Yes, yeah, so, uh, sorry I missed that. that. Oh, don't worry about it. You you got arrested actually before, <laughs> right. uh, beforehand, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, but uh, besides all that, I didn't really ex- expect anything. Uh, Mark Stevens uh, thought that it might get me out early. It was, it was certainly a possibility that it could have gotten me out early, but that would require the judge to actually have some you know hum, uh, human compassion uh, that uh, and, and apply that compassion to uh, to this case. So, fourteen uh, page order where essentially, just to summarize here. Uh, he uh, he gets to kind of gloss over about half of the things that I brought up in the habeas corpus because his claim is that uh, unless you bring up these issues in uh, like a for instance like a post trial motion so when I when the trial was over when I got into jail I filed a motion to reconsider on a few different points uh, and because I didn't bring up some of the things in the motion to consider that I brought up in the habeas corpus he basically gets to say yeah well I don't have to look at these. So, uh, so for instance, to give you an example, the Tenth Amendment of the New Hampshire Constitution claims that uh, people have a so-called right to revolution, and I brought that up at the habeas corpus, saying that you know that's what I was doing when I stood in front of that police car 
uh, as they were trying to kidnap my friend, was you know I was using my Tenth Amendment right to revolution. And in the uh, in the order here from the court, he essentially says, "Yeah, I don't have to look at that because you didn't bring it up in the uh, you know the other paperwork that you filed." So he just gets to just kind of wave that past. Not that it really would have mattered anyway, because on the issues that he does have to supposedly look at, he basically just you know breezes by those as well. Uh, so, for instance, where he addresses the issue of the proportionality of the sentence uh, in New Hampshire's Constitution, Article 18, uh, it says that sentences must be proportionate to the offense. And, of course, I pointed out that I only delayed the police car for like five minutes. Uh, or so, and uh, you know, then they sentenced me to 90 days in jail. Actually, the sentence is 360 days, with 270 days suspended for now two you, years. You say so. that you delayed the police car five minutes, and this is factually incorrect. You stood um, in front of, well, actually behind one police car and in front of another police car, and you were probably standing, um, you know, obstructing police cars for five minutes. However, um, if you would, the, you stood, it was the second car for which you were arrested, not the first, and if you would not have stood in front of the second car, you likely would not have been arrested because, frankly, they didn't come out and arrest you. So, um, well, it doesn't matter, Mark, because uh, according to the court's order, while the petitioner has, uh, as a quote, while the petitioner in part has argued in a post-sentence motion that the asserted obstruction had occupied some five to ten minutes, the court is not persuaded that a temporal analysis, meaning time-related, of his actions and of the events was the only consideration. The court could consider all of the circumstances and evidence, including engaging in disorderly conduct in order to interfere with a public servant engaging in an official function. The court could also consider specific and general deterrence issues. So translation, you know, we're trying to teach you and your friends a lesson here, uh, buddy. Michelle is here, by the way. Good evening, Ian. (laughs) Rolled on in. I slammed on in. Mm -hmm. Hi, Ian. Um, you know, I heard you mention that, um, the, you know, the judge in the court didn't uh, seem to care what documentation or, or you know, what um, uh, the Constitution. Well, no, or he gets to said. ignore a lot of the stuff that you bring up in the habeas corpus if you haven't uh, brought it up previously, like at a, uh, in a post-trial motion prior right. to the habeas corpus. So on a, on a technicality, he doesn't even have to address some of the issues. But, of course, on the issues that he does address, he, you know, the court is completely fine with uh, with everything that happens. Isn't it interesting? Supposed, go ahead. No, sorry. Isn't it interesting what anarchists all these uh, police and, and and judges are? I mean, we had Ademo and Pete walking in last week to um, or so to the superior court, and they were told by the uh, bailiff, I don't, you know, who said, I don't care what the court order is, get out of the courtroom. <laughs> and the judge who said to me very politely, but um, do not bring up liberty or the constitution in my courtroom, or I'll have you held in contempt. I mean, mm-hmm. people are so afraid of anarchy. When I say I'm an anarchist, and think that that means that you know. I want, you know, total chaos and blood in the streets. Well, if you're going to go by their definition, which is, you know, not respecting the rule of law, it doesn't seem like the police or the judges or the bailiffs are actually the ones respecting the rule of law right now. Right. The rule of law in this country means you will do what we say you will do or we Mm -hmm. will throw you in a cage. Well, just speaking to that point, I've thought about this a lot lately, about the the chaos that uh, law enforcement brings. Uh, The recent uh, arrest of uh, uh, the other um, Free Talk Live co-host, Derek Freeman, where, you know, we were having a nice, peaceful dance party. It was, uh, you know, people in the Shire community, uh, juggalos, just, you know, people from Keene getting together, dancing, having a good time. And then you have cops that show up, and they create chaos. They, you know, end up pepper spraying somebody, and then yeah. that also causes rifts within the community between, um, like, uh, 
like a juggalo slapped a camera out of uh, somebody's hand and things like that. Those things weren't happening until the police showed up. And so I, I see a lot of harm that the, the uh, these law enforcers are doing. What do you think about the argument, though, Jason, that, um, that uh, you know, that some people pose in town, which is these kinds of problems didn't start happening until the free staters started showing up and hanging out in the central square. How, how do they back that up? I don't see any evidence of that. I mean, at, as long as I've been here, I've been at uh, every Free Speech Friday um, for the last five weeks, except for that last week when I was uh, caged. But uh, I see people getting along just fine. I, yeah. I think things are great. There's a woman in the park today handing out cookies, and she actually spoke on uh, behalf of uh, the people that are uh, that hang out at Central Square, mm-hmm. saying that she ha- she's there every day and hasn't witnessed these problems. So. Uh, you know, it just seems weird. Now, I've only been hanging out in the park since Free Speech Friday has started, but um, it seems like they're really cracking down to get that stopped, and I, I just wonder why. I don't know. It seems like their crackdown is all over the place. I mean, you've got uh, – they're cracking down in the park. They're cracking down in court. Uh, you know, you can't even have a, a cell phone. There's uh, no audio or video recording devices. So, I mean, essentially, uh, you know, to, to some extent, they've, they've uh, taken some ground where they never actually had before. In every other courtroom in New Hampshire, you can bring a uh, – or courthouse, you can bring electronic devices in there. They banned those uh, devices specifically because – of the effectiveness of the activism. Uh, All they seem know, to need is an way. excuse to uh, to do these things. They use terrorism on a national scale. On a local scale, they use the Free Staters. 855-450-3733. Ian, you going to hold through here? Sure. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. Call in, take control of the airways, talk about what you want to talk about. Free Talk Live, we make archives available to you going back for five years. Five years worth of archives completely free at archives.freetalklive.com. You can still get the, uh, the last seven days of the show on the front page of the website, but go to archives.freetalklive.com and... You can download for free MP3s of the show going back for five years. Let's go to back to Ian Cullen from jail. Ian? Hey. So uh, I'm kind of recapping, uh, summarizing uh, to a much smaller extent here than the 14-page order that I was sent uh, by the, uh, the judge in the case on the habeas corpus which was a different judge, by the way, than the one that uh, convicted me and, uh, or rather sentenced me to the, uh, 200, the uh, 360 days in jail is that with because, 270 days suspended. Is that because it'd be a conflict of interest for him, or it just happened to be... Oh, no, it's because the other judge is retiring. Ah. The other judges so are retiring until up. November. And... Right, but he's not really active on, uh, on many cases at this point, from what I understand. Gotcha. So, uh, speaking of conflict of interest, that was one of the points I brought up at the uh, the habeas uh, hearing, and essentially his point on that was, well, there's no conflict of interest because government separated into into three parts. 
So you're not alleging that there's been any uh, conflict between the different branches of government, so therefore there's no conflict of interest in the fact that the prosecutor and the judge both work for the same team. Um, okay. <laughs> so the uh, the judicial branch is appointed by the legislative branch in the state of New Hampshire. I don't see how anyone can claim that there is a separation. It's appointed if, by the executive branch, actually, from what I understand. I thought it was uh, the, the, the general the, court. The governor uh, appoints uh, judges. Well, yeah. that's even worse. If the executive branch is the one that's prosecuting you and the executive branch is the one that appoints the judges, then what kind of flippin' moron does, do they take us for to, to suggest that, in fact, the, uh, the judiciary isn't in some way beholden to the executive? Mark, don't question. Everything's fine with our system. <laughs> so in, in, no it's your here. system? Is that our, what do you mean our system? It's not my system. Well, Ian's been corrected. <laughs> you have to remember, he's in the corrections facility. Yes. So um, yeah, in the, state of, in the state of New Hampshire, it's the uh, the governor who um, makes the appointment, and then there's something called an executive council that approves yeah. um, new judges coming in. I looked this up when, right. when we found out that Arnold was leaving. But do we know the new judge for uh, Cheshire County? No, there has not been an appointment thus far. It should happen uh, probably by the end of the year. It'll be very interesting to see who uh, this governor decides to uh, appoint for this court because he's no fan of the Free State Project, and so he could use it as an opportunity to um, stick a hardliner in here. Boy, it's going to be it's going to be difficult to get somebody even more hardline than uh, you know the guy that I was facing. Uh, the guy that's retiring is actually a former New Hampshire attorney general. Uh, so he's, you know, one of the most hardline people you could possibly imagine. I'm so immature. Uh, I'm the only one that laughs at that, but I always <laughs> But all that, all that said, uh, you know, it certainly could be worse. I mean, yeah, he was pretty bad, but it, uh, it could be worse. It could be better. I guess only only time will tell. But at least in the in the case of the, the habeas hearing, as my understanding, uh, nobody stood for this judge, and he didn't uh, have a, you know, a conniption about that. So that was kind well, of neither, uh, neither nice did uh, and neither did the first guy Arnold until uh, it happened several times. I think that we could get somewhere with uh, Judge Runyon, though. I really do. But well, uh, anyway, was to, oh, go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Ian. You you want to tell us about your experience? Well, I think there was uh, one more point here that was worth mentioning. Oh, yeah, the old speedy trial uh, issue where it took them more than uh, six months to even schedule the first uh, hearing regarding this uh, jury trial. Essentially, the judge backed up his other judge and said, uh, yeah, you didn't ask for a speedy trial, uh, so therefore it didn't really matter. So if you want a right to a speedy trial, you have to apparently assert it. Not that that's going to do you any good either, because he basically said that uh, that the prosecution didn't purposefully put off anything. So right. even though it took six months, it wasn't, you know, their fault. So the suggestion oh. is, if you want your child, uh, your trial to be in a speedy fashion, you must ask for the trial to be in a speedy fashion. You can't just wait mm-hmm. around, and if they go over the deadline, then it's their fault. Apparently, they can Correct. just wait years. I mean, they did. They did what? Wait more than a year, right? It took over a year in total uh, between both courts to get to the, the jury trial. Yeah, yeah. So they can just wait around and take <laughs> as long as they'd like. Bring this up whenever they feel like it. Well, there's an yeah. article in the Keen Sentinel that says it takes about six months to get divorced here in Cheshire County because um, because of the load of the court. Yeah, exactly. But it takes 15 minutes to get married. Yeah. <laughs> 
that. Oh, there you go, kids. Don't get married. That was <laughs> right. And uh, you know, I saw that article where they're bemoaning uh, this huge load that the court has of all these cases, and oh, we don't have enough judges for all these cases. We need twenty-something judges. We only have nineteen, and uh, you know, nobody ever proposes the idea of not having victimless crimes as uh, the solution to this uh, this huge court load. And let me tell you, I mean, I'm in here. I'm talking to these guys, and it's just what you know we've always said. Uh, but maybe even worse, you, you've got a jail that's literally full of people who are here for drug so-called crimes, who are here for, you know, other victimless things like uh, violation of probation. I heard 86% of the people in this country are in jail for victimless crimes, actually. That's for federal yeah, I don't know what the percentage is, but it is certainly the, the, uh, the super majority in here. Uh, I mean, if there was no probation to violate in the first place, there'd be a bunch of guys that, that uh, wouldn't be here. Uh, drug crimes would eliminate a number of folks. And even driving. People go to jail in this, uh, in this state, at least, for driving while suspended. I mean, there's a guy in here for a year on that. And that's one of the things I want to write up uh, when I get out. I've, I've been blogging over at freekeen.com. Uh, quite a bit, but I've been sort of just taking notes about some of the folks that I've been making, uh, been meeting in here, uh, in their stories, and I'd, I'd like to t- tell a little bit more about uh, about that when I get out. Yeah, Ian, uh, you say that nobody uh, brings that up. Um, that you know, we could uh, we should get rid of all the peaceful people from uh, the cages. I brought it up when I talked to the Speaker of the House, uh, Bill O'Brien, and um, you know, I, I said, you know, let's let's. Get all the drug offenders and all the peaceful people from the cages. Like, well, our first priority is going to be the the financial mess the state is in. I'm like, you know, this is a great way to save money. Uh, you can close yeah. down uh, jails, um, you know, reunite people with their families, uh, and you know, keep the state of New Hampshire out of uh, people's lives like this, where they have absolutely well, no not business. A libertarian, uh, for, you know, there are people that claim that he's a libertarian, but it's my understanding he's just a conservative. Um, so it's you know it's hard to get conservatives to you know, feel compassion towards people that are supposedly criminals, well, and I think that's a, that's a shame. Andrew, I um, I, I met Andrew Manuz. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, last night at a, a function for Who's that? um he He's is a, a state, rep. state rep, yeah, libertarian state rep. And um, so I met him. Well, last he's a Republican, night. but. And uh, he assured me that if he's reelected, that his first bill will be to um, to uh, have vehicle registration made optional and the fees also. So, you know, I promises, you know, it's hard to get excited (laughs) about the the political system. But, you know, it's it's just so frustrating because, you know, like I mentioned before, we've got uh, we've had a little, you know, there's been some ground lost, at least in Keene, with the crackdown on cameras. You know, they don't care about what the circuit court has said about your right to supposedly record government bureaucrats. They just ignore that stuff. Uh, you know, they ignore their own Supreme Court decisions, and they do whatever they, they want to. Uh, so it's it's just so frustrating. And it seems to me the only way to solve this is with uh, with overwhelming numbers, whether it's from Saying the civil no. disobedience side, uh, right, from the civil disobedience and non-cooperation side, or from the political side. The only way that it's going to change is by getting people here who actually care enough to do something. Do you want to hold uh, over, Ian? Uh, no, it's all right. You guys have a great show. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advance work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. 
Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Have you ever been the victim of injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys were just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. Works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four-CD course is so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Visit Jurisdictionary.com and download all the free tools they have there for you, the free legal flowchart, the free weekly tips and tactics newsletter, the free legal dictionary, watch the free videos, then buy the course. It's Jurisdictionary.com. Remember, use the pull-down menu when you check out. Let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. So we were just talking with Ian there about uh, his adventures in, in the pokey in, in, uh, here in Keene, New Hampshire. And if you got anything to you know, say about that, I, you can call in at 855-450-3733. Hopefully he will be out in the relatively near future. Supposedly he can uh, do as few as 60 days or so on his 90-day uh, sentence. And we're now on day 52 of the... Ian Freeman incarceration count up. And he could be back on the air as early as Friday night, a week from tonight, right? If, if like, the very optimistic way to look at this is that the day 60 would be on the weekend mm-hmm. and that the bureaucrats would decide that since day 60 is on the weekend, that they're going to let him out on day 59. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> that well, is the optimistic way to look at it, right? Well, Ian expects oh to be released on Friday at 9 a.m. Well, I don't know how uh, I, I don't know how he could ever possibly know that. Um, you know, I mean, the it, it, it's a it is an optimistic way to look at it. So, I mean, I hope the I hope the best for the guy. But um, you know, anything could happen between now and then. Indeed, indeed. So, um, anyway, eight five five four five zero three seven three three. I've got a little uh, story here that I, I think is an important one. This is from the AP. Republican presidential candidate Ron Paul is condemning the Obama administration for killing an American uh, citizen, al-Qaeda, operative without a trial. This is the Anwar al-Wiki fella, who apparently is an American citizen and a member of, you know, so they say, of of al-Qaeda. Now, I'm not 100% sure if people in al-Qaeda call themselves member of members of al-Qaeda or whether that's some term that the uh, the this you know the American government came up with I'm just not 100% sure on that but um you know you hear both sides of this and whatever but it really does bring up because Americans care more about Americans. Um, you know, when you when you hear about that plane crash over in Nepal uh, and they say 400 people died and two Americans it's those Americans you tend to think about as an American. And I'm not saying that this is right. I'm just saying that this is what you, you know, can identify with them, I guess. You know, I sure. guess. I mean, you know, it's those other people and Americans. Mm-hmm. And in this case, um, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, this this fellow, as far as I'm sure many, Amer- many good patriotic Americans have decided it has turned in his American card and gone to the other side. So he deserves whatever he gets. Does he talk like that? I, th- no, that's not him. That's uh, that's the uh, th- that is the jingoist voice so he channels that sometimes that mark does (laughs) i used to be one so i have a reasonably uh, good idea of what uh, what they're like although i did not talk like that at the time the so anyway this um the, the question one needs to ask is is it okay to assassinate an american citizen based on assumptions that the government is making about their activities if it's okay then why do we even bother with the rule of law here 
It's like an instant death penalty administered by the executive branch. I'm right. confused. They killed a man. His name was Anwar L. Wiki. He's an American citizen. Ron Paul's calling it assassination. I call it an assassination. That I, I, but the, you know, and the next step I want to take on this is if it's okay. First off, is it okay to kill an American without a trial? Secondly, is it okay to kill somebody in America who's not an American citizen without a trial? If neither of these is okay, oh, then is it okay to kill an American outside of America without a trial? And. If, by extension, none of these things are okay because all of these things would be prohibited by the Constitution, frankly, I mean, this is <laughs> an unconstitutional act, then why is it okay to kill— It's immoral. Uh, that, that, too. <laughs> um, well, but, I mean, these people, didn't, these people didn't swear an oath to be moral. Right. I mean, who, who considers politicians to be moral? I mean, really, do Americans think that? At this point, fewer than, uh, you know, 90%, fewer than 90% of Americans believe that the government has the consent of the governed. And I don't think that those people are probably going to say that, uh, um, that, that politicians act in moral fashions. I'm just guessing. So I guess the last thing, the last question is, if it is not okay to kill an American inside America or a person inside of America or an American outside of America without a trial, why is it okay to kill people who aren't Americans outside of America without a trial? I mean, isn't all of this assassination? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, where I, I get the idea of war if you have been attacked and you know, by another nation or something like that. But that, that's the thing is everyone in this country, and I say everyone loosely... But um, the 51 percent that are in favor of of the United States, you know, killing brown people, they're really not. They're, anymore. Um, the numbers are they're, lower. They're lower now. Yeah. Right. OK, so. But at um, some point now, now it's the um, the excuse is, well, we've got to finish what we started. Everyone does feel attacked. They feel, you know, that's why we're seeing, you know, the Occupy Wall Street stuff and, um, you know, the, the general uh, malaise in the. You know, in people's attitudes and everything, people feel as though they've been taken advantage of and they've been beat down and that they have been attacked and they want to blame someone. So they're going to blame the immigrants. They're going to blame the, um, you know, the Arabs, the Muslims, and everyone wants to blame someone else other than themselves and take it. Uh, personal responsibility for the mess they've been in. Yeah, you accepted a loan that you couldn't afford for your house. Suck it up, buddy. Okay, so fine. You put all your money trying to become a multimillionaire into a hedge fund, and now you lost it all. Suck it up, buddy. You, I mean, you know, just this, there isn't this sense of American spirit anymore, I don't think, that we associated with, like, John Wayne, or at least I did growing up, of, you know, rugged individualism. And so, yeah, I think it's really easy for people to... Um, to harbor all their animosity onto someone else and think of it as not assassination or murder whatsoever, but rather, you know, doing away with the bad guys so that they can have a better life. When I hear things like American spirit, mm -hmm. um, what that tells me is like, you know, just our foreign policy and, and how we treat people. And like we were talking about earlier, all the peaceful people that are in American cages, all the, you know, brown people that American bullets are, um, are killing. And I, I take it seriously. I want to be as uh, I want to live a moral life, and uh, if the government is acting in such a way where they're taking my money and acting immorally, then I just can't be a part of that. 
I, you know, I, I, I t- entirely understand. I wish very much that somehow I didn't have to, uh, you know, spend, give money. I mean, that's in the form of taxes, no matter whether you get a cell phone or whether you pay income tax or whatever it is. There's money smoking. Um, there's money being taken from you, given to the federal government. The, the federal government uses that to, frankly, create most of the problems that Americans want to blame on other people. And, you know, I find it very frustrating, but I don't know how to really address the issue. I mean, how do you make something like this stop? And it's incredibly difficult. Let's go to Tom in Chicago. Tom? Hi. Um, I was just wondering, what right does Israel have to exist? Um, what right does a nation have to exist? I guess that people can get together and, um, you know, create a nation for themselves if they were all no, in agreement. I, I mean, this, this specific one. The United Israel. States or Israel. 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 I would say that um, a state that is backed by the use of uh, violence doesn't have a right to exist, whether that's Israel or Russia or the United States of America. Or any state. Yeah. So it doesn't have the right to exist. And not if they use violence. I guess I guess that only humans have rights. So only um, you know the only way that you could have a, s- a situation is if, um, if a bunch of humans got together and um, you know wanted to do the same thing maybe you there's something else you want to say actually yeah hold the line if you would tom 855-450-3733 free talk live do nations have rights do states have rights do counties have rights can any of these little bodies that they create for themselves and then tell you that you must uh, adhere to do they have rights The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. Eight fifty five four fifty three. That's the SACL toll free call in line here on Free Talk Live. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You've probably been hearing us talk about bitcoins for a while now, and maybe you didn't know how to get them. Well, here's an easy way. You can get Bitcoins by depositing cash at thousands of banking locations across the U.S., including Bank of America and Wells Fargo. Once you have your Bitcoins, you can use them to pay anyone in the world with no transaction fees, no third parties getting involved, no cost to buy, no cost to sell. Completely anonymous. It works just like a person-to-person cash transaction, but you can do it over the Internet. It's Internet cash. Learn more. Visit exchangebitcoins.com. Again, it's exchangebitcoins.com. Dot com. It's Mark with you. And Jason. And Michelle. Let's go back to Tom in Chicago. Tom? Hi. 
Now, you called in and asked if um, Israel had the uh, the right to exist, and uh, you know I don't know that nations necessarily have rights. Um, you know these are the, the states themselves are organizations that, uh, in fact, are are you know claim a monopoly privilege on the use of violence, and I I don't know that um, you know them that. Essentially, they have any rights by by claiming, uh, you know, the, the ability to use violence upon you and me. But I would ask you this question. Do Jewish people that own property in the state known as Israel, as it, you know, the, the land it occupies now, do they have the right to live peaceful lives? Sure. I would agree. As long as that do property right is justly acquired, I would say. Do they, do they have the right to steal it, though? Steal it from whom? From the people who were originally there. Well, I think that that's a really tough question, Tom. You live in Chicago. Yeah. Um, I think that the uh, what, what is the the Indians there? Um, the uh, the Illini Indians at one point occupied uh, the the particular area that Chicago sure. does now. And you may very well own a a little piece of land and scenic uh, Cicero, and uh, you know maybe that was where some Indians teepee once stood. Do you have an obligation sure. to give it back? I was over Sure, but that was over 300 years ago. So what is the period of time that. what is the period of time that one must give back a piece of land that was, you know, lost in some kind of uh, action or whatever? Well, cuz I think it's a modern world now. Back then it wasn't a civilized world. Now we have United Nations everything and I I don't understand you're saying that because that happened it's justified now. I don't understand your point by that. Well, I'm, I'm just asking you. Um, I'm not justifying anything. I'm asking you a question. And um, the I question think he's is asking your point. Right. The, the question is, is at what point does land that has been stolen? Because that's that's really what happens here. I mean, if you're worried about Israel and Palestine, let's talk about Cuba. There are Cubans living in Florida right now who are still alive, who had their their land taken from them um, that uh, is now being used by the Cuban government. Do you advocate the United States going in there, invading Cuba and giving these people their land back? Well, maybe none of it should have been stolen in the first place. So I think there there shouldn't be a point in time. Okay, so what about your land and the Illini Indians, if there isn't a point in time? Well, it's already happened. You can't really change it now. It's already happened. But isn't that the like point? It's happened like for much too long of a time. For much, It's been 300 years as opposed to like 80. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, are and, and as I understand it, some of those areas in Israel really weren't occupied at all. I mean, you know, there was really nothing going on there. So people are living in, um, you know, places that sure. weren't occupied. Yeah, so what about them? I yeah, mean, they're, allowed to, they're allowed to be there. I just don't understand why you have to take the whole thing. Well, I, you know, I mean, the, sadly, Western intervention caused uh, the, you know, the state of Israel to be created, um, and so you have what you have there. I mean, I don't know what to do about it. Uh, my point is, if, if you can't justify the fact that it's there, how come we support it so much? You oh, can't. We don't. Well, I, I don't. Who's, who's we? I don't support it. I mean, I, I think that uh, the, the, the United States should not give any money to any nation. I do not support it. The government, I mean. Okay. And a lot of its citizens. Yeah, some of them do, and uh, I don't. I do not support them using uh, force and violence to take my money in order to give it to to their favorite country, so that that country can use force and violence outside of the rule of law of the United States and the will of the people. Here, I, I don't want that done in my name. But at the same time, I think that at some point we have to, um, you know, we have to come to an understanding, and that understanding is going to require compromise, and that compromise might be that, say, say some ancestral lands that were owned by your grandfather, you're not going to get. Okay. But, so, but I'm not asking for your reasons for it. I'm saying what are their reasons for it. 
What, what, what do you think they're... Uh, well, gee, because Israel is right in the center of a whole bunch of uh, oil fields, maybe? Well, I, I, no, would, it's not. I would say that uh, Israel is... It's probably, um, you know, some people's biblical beliefs. Israel is, is in between... It's right across from Saudi Arabia. But they don't have any, they don't have any oil of their yeah. own. No, well, I write so the United States can have it be a friend, and that way yeah. it's a nice little, you know, it's, it's a nice little well, launching off place. I, I think... <laughs> Why? What do you mean launching off place? We, you can't move through it to Saudi Arabia. Uh, I suppose you can fly planes out of it is what she, the point she's trying to make. No, you right. can't. No, you can't. You can't fly no, you planes can't. out of Israel? Not into Saudi Arabia. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like they were flying out of Turkey into uh, all the way to Baghdad. You'd think they could make it from uh, Israel to Saudi Arabia. No, 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 no. But that's because Saudi Arabia doesn't recognize Israel. You can't fly a plane from Israel into Saudi Arabia. They won't let it land. She's talking about planes that drop things that go kaboom, dude. <laughs> yeah, that, Thank you. they don't necessarily ask they, permission for Saudi it. Arabia doesn't need to recognize it if uh, if you drop things that go kaboom out of it. Well, we're not at war with Saudi Arabia, so I don't understand the original point. So uh, the point of your call was to talk about Israel. I mean, what do you think should be done? Do you recognize Israel as a, a sovereign nation? Do you think it deserves— No, I don't. And why is that? Because I don't see what right they have to be there. But what right does the next nation next door to it have to be there? Well, I mean, Syria's what, causing back, lots of problems. Back about 150 years ago, actually, when British Petroleum, which was owned by the uh, by Great Britain— had land over in all that area. It started, you know, auctioning it off to uh, the United States and other allies after wars. So it became a, a you know, pirate's booty, actually. And, and Israel was a, you know, crappy piece of, of desert and said, here, you guys can have this. We don't want to accept the Jews in our country, so we'll send them here, is <laughs> yeah. um, more or less right. what happened. But um, I, I'm curious about uh, Syria here. So you think that Syria has the right to exist? Syria? We were just talking about Syria, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Palestine. Um, Syria, yeah. But why does it have the right to exist? Because all the people there came to an agreement that they all wanted to live there in peace. No, you really don't think that some rich guy just said, you people are going to do what I say you're going to do, you're going to do it how I say you're going to do it, you're going to die if you don't. You don't think that that's what happened? That may be the way it is now, but that's not the way it started. You don't think that that's the way it started? I mean, that's kind of how kings work. I mean, right? It's I mean, not the way it, it's not the way it started. How did it start? It started. The, the British signed a king, and that might have been against the people's will, but the people initially supported the king. As far as I'm concerned, if Israel doesn't have a right to exist, then Syria doesn't have a right to exist. Why not? Well, because and say I don't think the United Nations States has don't a, have rights. Didn't, <laughs> I mean, a nation is an organization that uses violence over people. The you United States rights, doesn't have, have, have a right to exist. The United States um, is a was a you know started out as a group of people that killed other people, um, and in fact, another nation that I suppose had the right to exist too. Um, they killed off people that were fighting for that nation, and then they said, "This is our nation," and those of you who don't like it can uh, well you know lump it, and then they you know killed off people and moved farther west and that's how they did it so i mean you know this is this is well, how nations look exist at it from like an anarchist perspective then i guess yeah no countries have the right to exist but since we live in a real world i'm saying what right does this country have to exist over other countries rights? i think, I think that I it think is I just as legitimate actually, go back and study british petroleum and great britain and after, you know post world war one post world war two like uh land if, sanctions if you support um, nation states then israel is only doing what nation states do but we live in a modern society where you don't steal things. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've never stolen Have anything. You, what Actually, about that's the Iraq not true. War? I stole some perfume, this little kitty thingy, when I was like eight. But um, yeah, we don't, you know, why? Stop speaking for me when you say we. I we here, Mark and Jason and I are in a room. We are together, and and you are on the phone with us. So that's a we I can agree to. But no, I don't agree to be part of that we that blows people up or that steals or that harms people. So you're claiming? Then why are you supporting it then? I who says I support it? What what is uh, Michelle Seven supporting? Well, he said he supported. I don't know what you're talking about, Tom. Yeah, you lost us. Um, I am asking you, however, um, why Israel's different than other nation states when Israel is just a nation state that claims the because, because they stole it. They're, they're not originally from there. Uh, some of them are. I mean, what about the ones that are born there? Some of them, very few, less than ten percent of the population. You think that less than ten percent of the population of Israel was born on that land? Do I have a You're right wrong. to be in New Hampshire? No, I wasn't born here. From there, is, is ancestral from there? Oh, so it matters where you're from. Yes. So Do you I- can't have rights as an individual <laughs> if you don't if you're not from a particular plot of land. I haven't had rights then for yeah, like thirty years. To control the whole thing. Not buying the argument. Yeah, I, I you know, Israel's. I don't, I don't see why they can't all live together? I don't understand. I would love them to live together, Tom. It doesn't need to be in a nation state. Something that uh, uses violence against its uh, own people and others. Thanks for the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Does. Israel have the right to exist? Do nations have rights? When the power goes out for any length of time, you've got problems, starting with food that's going bad, even in the freezer. No communications, living by candlelight or flashlight, it's a bad place to be. The solar flare cycle is heating up and has already done damage to the grid. NASA and NOAA tell us that next year and in 2013, it will take down large sections of the grid for days or weeks at a time. Hurricanes and floods also cut power for several days or weeks. You can protect yourself now. The SG-1 solar generator by Sound Wisdom produces 5,000 watts of household current, comes with 230 amp hours of battery, 220-watt solar panels, and a built-in battery maintainer desulfator. This is the only portable system you can add as many batteries or solar panels as you like. It will also convert power from windmills, water wheels, DC welders, or gas generators, any source of 12-volt DC power. See it now at freetalklivesolar.com. Technicians are standing by now to answer your questions even during the Sunday night show. freetalklivesolar.com. Eight fifty five four fifty three. That's the SACL toll free call in line. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's Mark with you and Jason and Michelle. Free talk live. We take your calls. That's what we do around here. Let's take uh, Carlos in Oregon. Carlos. Hey, how's it going? All's well. What's on your mind? Hey. Um, so first and foremost, I wanted to let you know the main reason why I'm calling. Um, I wanted to see if I can get some support from uh, other members uh, of your audience here. I was arrested about a month ago, actually on August 8th, uh, and I was arrested uh, in my front lawn, barefoot. Where do you live? Um, I was in uh, Oregon, Coos Bay, Oregon. <gasps> no way! I'm from Coos Bay. I was born and raised there. Were you really? Hi. Yeah, I left. I went to North Bend Can we talk about the local high school? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, whatever. I'm actually up in North Bend. Um, okay, I know. But, so great. 
Yeah, so uh, I, I'm standing out in front of my house because we heard weird noise, weird people yelling outside. And I come, me and one of my friends are standing outside, kind of looking around. Well, the police pull up. Um, he's an African American guy. I have long hair. I was wearing a New York uh, Yankees cap. Um, I guess you can kind of get pick up the picture the cop was seeing. And uh, automatically comes over and starts asking me questions as far as the noise goes. I said, well, you know, we were playing out. Um, he said he heard, got a noise complaint from our general area. And I said, well, we heard something, too. And he said, well, they, heard, they said you were playing music. I go, no, we haven't had music on for hours. Well, long story short, he asked for my ID. Um, I told him I didn't have to uh, show him my ID. I haven't committed any crime or anything like that, and I'm not driving, so there's no reason to. Um, he never asked me for my name and, and uh, date of birth like he legally could have, but he then proceeded to go and start trying to pull license plate off of friends' cars. Um, <laughs> and I told him, I go, pull you know, that's plate? illegal. I go, yeah, like not pull the plate, but okay. like, you know, pull and okay, pull off the plate. All right. Um, and, and I go, you know, you're not allowed to do that. I go, you're violating my Fourth Amendment right to uh, protection from uh, uh, reasonable you know, search uh, and seizure. Reasonable search and seizure of my of my uh, belongings. And so he came back and decided to argue with me about it. And we kind of argued back and forth, me, him, and the other cop, uh, for about 20 minutes. And I finally said, well, look, you know, I know what my rights are. I know what you're doing is illegal. I go, you guys really need to go find someone that needs your help and stop bothering me. Oh, I will nice. admit at this point that I did have uh, one. About half of a glass of a whiskey and, and Coke uh, so far that night. Um, so I had a tiny bit of liquid courage in me. Um, and uh, I never was rude, though. I never cussed. I never did anything that was that would be considered disorderly conduct. But the officer says, you know, you need to get back inside your house um, and shut up or you're going to have some problems. And wow. he goes back to his car, and I said, no, what you need to do is stop bothering me and go find someone that needs your help. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that point, he slammed his car door, came back and arrested me barefoot. Um, I, at this entire time, I never took a drink of alcohol in front of him. Um, I had never uh, raised my voice past anything but a uh, animated person, no yelling whatsoever. But he arrested me for disorderly conduct, uh, disobeying a police officer, and drinking in public. I never stepped foot off of my property. Um, he took me 30 miles away, which is Coquille, as I'm sure you know, that's the county seat. Right. Um, took me to that jail and uh, made me breathalyze. Um, I didn't have to, but I chose to because I knew I hadn't drank that much. I came out at point oh three almost three times under the legal limit, mm -hmm. and was then let out at 4 in the morning, uh, barefoot, mm -hmm. uh, downtown Coquilla at 4 in the morning, and I had to walk 30 miles home wow. from there. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was all obviously contempt of cop. I have court on uh, for my trial. My trial starts on October 16th. All I, I, don't, I can't afford a lawyer, so all I have is my testimony and the witness that was standing there, my friend. He has no criminal history, so he's a good witness. Have you uh, and, gotten uh, the Jurisdictionary.com course yet? I'm, um, no, I don't. Jurist I think you should, Jurisdictionary.com. I think you should get that course. It'll teach you how to uh, defend yourself because there's lots of tricks that they use and you need to know, you know, how to move well, the Well, they already stuff. did one of those tricks. They, yeah, so I'm they sure they did. The case, they dropped the case from an actual criminal charge, which would have given me a jury trial and the right to an attorney, to a civil charge, uh, which for whatever, or an offense or something to that effect, they call it, um, which drops it from that to something that holds no jail time. So I'm not given a jury trial. It's just a bench trial in front of the judge, and I'm not entitled to an attorney at that point. Yep. Um, so what could the penalty be then? Um, 10, 000, uh, I think that it dropped it down to like a $5,000 fine on each um, of the two, and then an $800 fine on the, uh, on the uh, drinking in public. Um, none of which I actually did. Uh, I'm going to find out once I get my discovery back whether there's actually any 
info regarding uh, regarding uh, recordings, and I hope there really is because that would prove my case. Um, yeah, speaking but, of recording, uh, it would have been a great idea. Did you have a camera rolling? I didn't. I didn't expect the situation. Sure. My camera, sure. my phone was dead. Um, it was kind of just an impromptu situation. Um, all I ask from your viewers is to any reporters out there, any bloggers out there, to call the Coos County District Attorney's Office or the North Bend uh, Oregon Police Department and try to get some more information about the case. Hopefully, some uh, some you know. Uh, reporter pressure would get them to back off and uh, decide to drop the charges. They don't like me there at all. I'll be happy to call them. So, yeah. um, so, so the thing about, I will, you know, be able to affirm what this man is saying, you know, that's where I grew up and that was where I became a, an anarchist at age 12. And part of the reason was that, you know, from what I saw, the treatment of, of police against people and, and what have you. So, you know, it's Coos Bay and North Bend are these little towns, and you just would drive through them thinking, oh, pretty town on the coast. And But the cops and the judges there are just the most crooked I've ever seen anywhere. Right. They're all about their money, and it's just really unfortunate. I'm not a man of many means, but I'm a peaceful person. You know, I'm a, I am an anarchist as well, but I'm a peaceful anarchist. I don't, I don't resort to violence in any case. Um, you know, so I, it really bothered me, and I, and I wanted to see at this point if... I could put the word out there and see what other people have to say or see if they're willing to make some calls and try to try to get some police to us to stand up for their actions in this case. Do you um, have an email address or, or a, a website or something? My email address, yeah, you can get me at bendgeek at ymail.com. Um, and uh, my name is Carlos Beltran. The case number, if you guys want to be able to look up the case or reference it, is IIN. B one two three two. And uh, Carlos, um, and do you have a website, or did you write this up and post it online anywhere? I did. I posted it on my Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com slash Los Alamos Car. L O S A L A M O S C A R. Thanks, Carlos. Appreciate the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You know that's kind of what cops do. I, you know, sadly, um, you know, mess with bulls, get horns. Sadly. Let's talk to Fred in Michigan. Yeah, uh, constable on patrol, right? Cop? Uh-huh. Yeah, they're revenuers, right? They're revenuers for the corporation, uh, United States, state of, county of, city of. They're all corporations. They're fundraisers with guns, yeah. They're corporations. The so, cops are corporations? Uh, well, they are actually corporate entities, uh, yeah. Their name in all capital letters is a corporate entity. Oh, dear. Yeah, that, it's just not true, Fred. <laughs> oh, um, dear. Yeah. Oh, um, dear. I'm sorry. It's a conspiracy fact. No, no, oh, it's not, Fred. Way, Actually, uh, um, I t- I'm, tell- I'm going to tell you. My friend gets his tax um, bill here in Keene, New Hampshire, and they spell his name all in caps. And then I get mine in the next town over, and they spell mine with a capital letter and then lowercase. So is he yeah, that, not responsible, and I am? You'll never see it in all lowercase, will you? Well, I don't spell my name with all lowercase. I use a capital letter in the uh, first letter well, of each name. Why, why don't you? The way to correctly spell your uh, you you your, capitalize proper nouns. That's why, Fred. Yeah, right. Good old English, huh? Okay. Well, um, all right. Be that as it may be, uh, then I suppose you uh, agree that. Uh, uh, the Federal Reserve is an independent agency of federal government, and the Central Insurrection Agency uh, has never been involved in drug smuggling. Where, 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 where are you going with all this? 
What, what did you call tonight? Conspiracy, conspiracy science. Well, I mean, I, science I, is science is something I, provable, right? I mean, um, you don't call well, it, it you don't call it history science. Yeah, I, thank you. Uh, there, uh, let's see, John Cooley, uh, a Christian Science Monitor, who authored Unholy Wars, documents this. Robert Dreyfus. Documentation uh, isn't science. Documentation is something sort of like uh, history. I mean, in order to have science, you have to use the scientific method, which involves involves hypothesis and proof and things like that. It's not science. Okay, I'll tell you what. How about people who have been there, uh, boots on the ground, and have experienced it like... That's uh, somebody reporting something. It's not science. Fred, I'm going to hold you over, okay? Oh, no. (laughs) 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Free Talk Live. Give us a call. 855-450-3733. If you're a cigarette smoker, you probably know that they're not very good for you. There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. In fact, by one metric, you can use Vaporsmiths.com's e-cigarette to uh, get your nicotine fix, and you'll save money, and it's a heck of a lot healthier for you. All you have to do is purchase 40 cartomizers, and they'll give you a free starter kit. That's the, the vaporizer gizmo that you can pay upwards of 50 bucks for. They'll give it to you for free. All you have to do is purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL, plus they'll give you free shipping. Go to 855 855- to get vapor, excuse me, call 855 to get vapor. Or go to vaporsmiths.com. It's 855 to get vapor, vaporsmiths.com. Let's go back to Fred in Michigan. Now, Fred, um, I, my, my, big, my, my big concern with what you're saying is that you're using a term, science, to describe something that isn't science. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't conspiracy theories out there, as people call them, and that they aren't true. I'm just saying that you can't use the term conspiracy science and be taken very seriously. Well, you're right. It's a little tongue-in-cheek. Okay, great. Uh, humor there. Fine. But, uh, there, is a, there, there is a guy who's a retired Air Force officer uh, out of Austin, Texas, and has two websites, uh, conspiracyworld.com, uh, and I guess the other is... Uh, Something like, uh, I can't remember the other, conspiracyworld.com. But in my formerly nicotine-stained hand, okay. I have... From, you and me both. I, I, I tell you, someday I'll tell you all about that. Uh, the Plymouth Rock <laughs> Foundation publication, uh, a secret records revealed by a Dennis Lawrence Cuddy, D-U-D-D-Y, Ph.D. from University of North Carolina. He also... Uh, uh, I hate to use the word serve, but you know how they like to use that word during Ronald Reagan's uh, reign of terror. Um, And um, he, uh, in this compilation, uh, knits together uh, an astonishing, uh, you know, if if, if you could actually have this. Are they secret documents or are they a compilation? Yeah, well, what he did, he he (laughs) 
he acquired by due diligence uh, uh, acquisition in various archives and libraries the actual uh, the actual statements in in uh, essays and and uh, articles and even like Carol Quigley who was uh, Clinton's, Are you uh, going to go ahead and tell us? Wait, wait. Tell us what it is. Yeah, yeah just spit it the out. Point. <laughs> okay. Well, what I'm saying is, uh, uh, and whoever said this, it might have been uh, before the break. I was about to say this: Major General William Odom, who was uh, the NSA director, and he authored a book called Fixing Intelligence." Okay, uh, then there's one called Superclass. All you're doing uh, is reciting sources, but you're not getting to the meat of it. What's this. the secret? Tell me the okay. secret, Fred. <laughs> all right, well, all right. Basically, essentially, effectively, it's all interconnected to... Essentially, effectively aristocratic, interconnected, aristocratic, yes, the the Jacobians and all that, yes. and the like skull and bones. Yeah, skull and bones. <laughs> Well, that's okay, so, so we've heard. So There's we've nothing heard new this. there, Fred. And, uh, Fred, we're sorry to be. Alex Jones, sometimes. Well, wait. I, Alex Jones has been on the show. What's that? Alex Jones has been on this show. I've been on his show. Oh, great! I'm sorry. Well, I'm like kind of a new listener, and you know, that, I'm glad to hear that. But uh, somehow, some way, I'm going to figure out how to get. I don't have a computer, but I'm going to figure out a way to get you. Dennis Lawrence Cuddy's publication. I, you know, we, we don't do that kind of show, uh, Fred. This is an open lines current events show where people can call in and talk okay. about what they want to talk about. We don't do it, generally don't sure. do interviews of uh, people, especially ones that okay. have found secret documents right. that the rest of us can't find. Fred, I really okay, do appreciate well, the call, though. 855-450-3733. I was hoping there was a secret, and it wasn't Skull and Bones and Bilderbergers. You gave him right. a chance. You held him yeah. through the break. <laughs> there you go. What are you going to do? So, Michelle, we were talking during the uh, the breaks here earlier about uh, some concerns that you had about sort of uh, the liberty community and how people might have difficulties relating to their family members and stuff like that. So I'm going to let you t- tell me what you were t- saying. OK, well, I'll tell you a little confession, everyone, that um, that I have that, uh, you know, last week I talked about my mom being sick and everything and, and she has been really ill and they've said she was dying and then not and then she is and. You know, the reason why I didn't jump and go out there is because, quite frankly, I've been waiting for my mom to kind of step up and and uh, take care of herself a little bit about some things. And, and just, you know, it's just not my turn to save her anymore. And um, I think that I think particularly as libertarians, we have a sense of personal duty and uh, and don't want the state or, you know, we don't want to push off onto other people what we perceive as our responsibilities. And I certainly feel a duty to my to my mom and to my kids and to my family as well as to my friends and my community at large and what have you. And and one thing that, you know, has come up with this is I've got two brothers, uh, two, I've got four siblings, but two of my brothers are there in town in Coos Bay and they're not really taking care of my mom, uh, one in particular, and they're not, they're not into liberty and they're kind of into, you know, having the state, getting what they can get and milking the system and blah, blah, blah. And, and, um, I don't know how I was, you know, actually born into this family, quite frankly. And I know that I get phone calls and, and email uh, letters and stuff from people who kind of say the same thing. And it seems like they're held up in their lives. And I was, too, for a long time, waiting to convince or or um, persuade their loved ones to liberty before they kind of move on with their life, whether it's moving to New Hampshire or or moving, you know, away or 
kind of just letting go of that so they they can move forward and this so, is really important especially when you're talking about husbands and wives i can't tell you how many times um you know kids, heard the, parents yeah heard the, heard the story well it's one thing kids are expected to leave their parents home and move out and get their own little lives mm-hmm. but husbands and wives are not expected to do that they're expected to stay together and um you know i can't tell you how many people i've talked to that have you know found the ideas of liberty and found them incredibly motivating and then for whatever reason their spouse or loved one doesn't find them uh, very motivating and and it it tears the relationship apart. Yep, absolutely. And then there's the, you know, do you stay in the situation you're in where, you know, possibly um, not only are your beliefs, you know, being not shared, but maybe your uh, liberties are being violated in, in the situation. How would your liberties in. be violated? Help me out with that. Well, for example, I couldn't be married to someone um, say that I hadn't always had the beliefs I did about taxes. Mm-hmm. Say I'd come to those, you know, pretty recently. Um, if and if I were married and my husband was like, "Well, yeah, we're going to pay taxes," I'd be like, "Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, tough. I can't do that." Or we're going to vaccinate the kids and we're going to send them to public school, et cetera. I, I no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. You know? And, yeah, statism is very unattractive. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know. Um, if you get into a, you know your relationship and you accumulate children and and possessions and things and then get introduced to liberty and you know are persuaded that way which most people are you know sure. they come along later in life or you know something um it's it's difficult it's very lonely and you want to get around liberty loving people such as yourself and you know build a new life and build a new community do you have some solutions on this? <laughs> Start with moving to New Hampshire. Oh <laughs> 855-450-3733. What if your spouse doesn't want to move to New Hampshire? What do you do? 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Eight fifty five four fifty three. That's a SACL toll free call in line. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. It is free talk live after all. Free talk live. We talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, barter currency, perhaps an investment. Well. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to bring you some of the best rates on the Internet on uh, gold and silver coins. Go to gold.freetalklive.com and check out the coins that we have there for you. We believe you'll get some of the best rates. Plus, in the process, you'll help out Free Talk Live and our syndicate, Genesis Communications Network. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Jason. Yes, sir. Rockets. Yeah, so I I ran across this really interesting story about – how NASA admits that the private sector can uh, may r- make rockets way cheaper. And so this is from io9.com, and uh, so I'll just read it. 
But is that the uh, the number that was on the the side of uh, the the USS Enterprise or something? Uh, no, io9.com is this really I don't know why they it's named the way, but uh, okay. they have some really cool sci-fi type stuff. You would like it because it talks about comic book movies also. But I do it, like that. But anyway, um, looks like there's hope yet for a future with affordable space flight. A recently published report by NASA has confirmed that commercializing rocket design has the potential to dramatically cut costs in ways that could revolutionize the future of space transport. Okay. Things have been going pretty well lately for SpaceX, one of the private companies looking to fill the gaps in the old intra-orbit travel and transportation market that have opened up since NASA's shuttle program shut down earlier this year. And so SpaceX is the uh, company that – there's the X Prize. And SpaceX is the company that won it, and there's this great photo. You can uh, do a Google image search for it, but it has, like, the pilot or at least one of the crew members on the um, um, the spacecraft has a sign that says, uh, Government Zero, um, uh, SpaceX, like, one. Uh, they, they definitely uh, kicked the butt of the, uh, the government here and did it for so little money. So, but now it's great to see that uh, NASA is admitting this. How did they kick their butt exactly? Because it costs uh, them so much less money than what uh, the space shuttle cost and uh, and the entire NASA bureaucracy. Gotcha. Um, and it turns out there's. I'll just continue reading. It turns out there's billions of other reasons to be happy with SpaceX commercial approach to rocket building. According to this report by NASA, SpaceX's Falcon 9, which would have cost nearly three times as much design, build, and launch, had it been developed, oh, I think that's conservative. been overseen by NASA. And this is NASA admitting this. Yeah, I think NASA's uh, give, patting itself on the back if it says it would only cost three times as much. I mean, just think about what they spend on stuff. They would have never designed this because it was designed in order to be cost-effective. Mm-hmm. So if NASA would have designed something cost-effective, well, yeah, if I, you know, if I farted rose petals, I'd be a potpourri pot. I mean, that's, okay. <laughs> oh and we know that you do not fart rose petals. There you I go. know for certain. Mo- moving on. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's exciting um, because it seems like uh, the state uh, has failed. I mean, they've been launching these space shuttles for a while at, at tremendous expense. And really, there hasn't been much. You know, they've, they say they're doing scientific research with these things, but they're also launching a lot of uh, satellites and spy satellites and, and things like that. But I'm excited about uh, the potential for free market in space. Right. Absolutely. And um, so Richard Branson has, I think he's pretty much said that we're going to be, you know, getting shuttle rides within the next few years. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, he's a major investor. Once it was proven that... Uh, that um, uh, pri- the private sector could go into a space. He's put a lot of money into it, mm-hmm. and he wants to have. Uh, what is, oh yeah, it's called Virgin Galactic. Yes, he has a Virgin Airlines, but uh, he is uh, big time interested. That uh, Jeff Bezos from Amazon as well is. Um, mm-hmm. He's funding uh, rockets to uh, to launch payloads, and-, and this is the only way that the regular folks are going to get out into space. I'm sorry, the government's just not going to get you out there, and especially not going to do it in a cost-effective way. Um, all these things that we imagine as far as sci-fi and stuff like that, the government Wouldn't isn't... Wouldn't that be such a fun date? Let's go mm-hmm. stargazing, baby. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to it's going to be expensive at, for, at first, but uh, then it's going to become more and more affordable for yep. folks. And then hopefully we can explore, uh, you know, new worlds and things like this. And this is how you get started, not not through the government. You know, Harry Brown's book, uh, 
why government doesn't work, I think, is the one that contains this. But uh, there was a list, you know, sort of, you know, when NASA was being pitched, they needed to, you know, what are we going to what are we going to do for the American people? Why, you know, why do we need this kind of money? Remember, the United States government was nowhere near the size it was at that time. So the idea of starting a new agency, you just don't do that on a whim. Um, well, they do now. But <laughs> all the things that NASA said it was going to do, it hasn't done. None of the things um, have they managed to, to to come through on. What do they promise? Oh, well, it's a, I didn't pull up the list here, but it, there's basically you know a list of things that they just never accomplished. I mean, you'd have to uh, look it up uh, why you know government doesn't work, uh, NASA or something like that. List of uh, promises that NASA didn't keep. I don't know Harry Brown, um, that kind of thing. But it's you know it, the the free market is the really the only way that we're going to have these uh, you know trips out to space stations and stuff like that i don't think the moon's um anywhere on the the near horizon but just to be able to go out into space people will pay for that people will pay to be in a hotel out in space no doubt they'll do it i mean they'll they'll pay all kinds of money for posh hotel rooms well if you can put those posh hotel rooms in space they'll pay even more to go up there yeah i'm not saying it's something that i can afford or that uh, the average listener can afford today. today right. But, you know, once that space station gets a little older and they put up the new, uh, more luxurious space station, those rooms will come down. I mean, just like anything, the, you know, the cost comes down after the rich people get their, their first crack at it. You know, it was uh, first computers cost a lot of money and then they came down and then flat screen TVs cost a lot of money and then they came down. And frankly, this is this is the truth on all these things. Um, I remember I was watching one of the, the videos from uh, LearnLiberty.org um, from the uh, Institute for Humane Studies, and they were talking about how a chicken used to be more than a day's labor. For, to, to buy a chicken. Wow. Now you're talking about buying a chicken with an hour's work. Mm-hmm. I mean, the uh, you know, but <laughs> a chicken doesn't cost that much. You can usually get it for somewhere between $1.99, $1.29 a pound. And th- this is why, you know, th- this is how things get cheaper and cheaper over time. Things get more efficient in the deli- delivery. NASA's never been efficient and never going to be efficient. There's no incentive for them to be infic- uh, efficient. They right. want to increase the size of their budget. Yeah. Uh, and uh, look where it got us. Now there's and they want to pander and have cronyism with their friends, so they'll go ahead and spend seventy thousand dollars on a toilet. Right. <laughs> I don't even know if it's even cronyism as much as they just don't. I mean, they're the poster child for inefficiency in the sense that they don't. We're NASA. We don't have to cut costs. For us, it's all about covering our butts and being safe. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be safe. I'm just saying that there's a you know there's a cost benefit analysis. And frankly, the government's not even good at being. Um, Bringing you safety, um, and and certainly not doing it in a in an efficient and co- uh, cost effective manner. Now, what do you think about the idea of um, exploring like Mars, for example? There was some talk, and and Obama was for it. This idea that to send a man or men or women or whatever into space, but the idea was that there wasn't going to be enough juice to get them back home. So they were just going to send people there. Basically, yes. So do you think that do you have a moral objection to people volunteering? Let's say it's not NASA, say it's not a government agency or whatever, but do you have a, a moral problem with people signing up to go explore with the idea that mm, they're probably not coming back? No. Yeah. Not at all. Me Their neither. lives. Right. Me neither. Yeah. They want to go there and do that. I don't know how they're going to continue to live, but, you know, maybe they will. Well, I mean, think of all the people that, you know. Colonizing, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, took off thinking that the earth might be flat and you might fall off the edge of it. But it might not be. 
Well, um, I think that uh, we, you know whatever the reason is that one might choose to do it. It is your life, and you you can decide to do that. I'm you know I don't I don't know how they're going to colonize something. You know, drop somebody off in something the size of a uh, truck container and <laughs> say here, you you four people enjoy living your life out there. That's going to be pretty tough stuff. I mean, I don't know what could be done in order to terraform Mars, but I suppose somebody's going to have to do something like that in the future. But it's going to start by uh, the free market entering space, and so this is a good first step. And the value of what's going on there. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game. It's all in your browser. There's nothing to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com, use coupon code FTL, and double your mining speed. It's free. MineThings.com. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. That is the uh, SACL toll-free call in line here on Free Talk Live, brought to you by SACL CAI, company that uh, handles accounts receivable for your business. Whether your business is a hospital, doctor's office, bank, utility, or whatever it is, if you've got an accounts receivable issue and you need somebody else to handle it for you, SACL CAI will do that. It's eight five five. Four five zero three seven three three, and you can find out about Sickle CAI by checking out freetalklive.com. Their banner is the top one on the right-hand side of the page. So we were talking about space travel, and I've got to say that this was one of my favorite agencies for a very long time. <laughs> um, you know, everybody has their sort of government program that they don't want to let go of in their mind. You know, when they, it's, oh, liberty's a good idea, except this program, whatever this is, whether it's feeding the poor or, you know, keeping America safe from the uh, bad people or whatever. For me, it was NASA. Now, why NASA? Because you like the idea of space exploration? I think so. But you um, can get it, that, you know. I know. I, I, well, uh, first off, you couldn't get that when I <laughs> was uh, being converted to these ideas. Um, I mean, you know, they hadn't the X Prize hadn't even existed um, at that point that I re- that I recall. And it has that kind of quasi military feel that um, you know appeals so much to I think uh, you know, some young people, some young men. Um, you know, Ooh, the idea. Uh. Yeah, you, you're fitting in <laughs> and, and following orders. And you know, you're hanging with my buddies, and we're all studly, and yep. we're all gonna have pissing contests together, and doing the right thing for the man. Okay, <laughs> that's yeah. the idea. Yeah, that appealed to me. I mean, that's why I joined the military when I was seventeen. I got over it. So, you joined the military when you were seventeen. I mean, is, is that possible? How's that work? Sure. Yeah, as long as uh, your parents will sign for you. But I actually entered when I was eighteen. Okay. So, but yeah, but you could go. Did in your brother there. sign at the same time? No. Uh, really? he, he waited a little bit. He went to college first. Oh, so you set a bad example um, for well, your twin. Nice going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's different. My twin brother, I do have a twin brother, by the way, and he works for the uh, State Department. And so he's we, not we, as handsome as we you. are different. Well, that's I hope he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, I guess. <laughs> now, um, the 
so, so I mean, this is very strange that uh, you would have, uh, um, you know, one brother who is a avowed uh, voluntarist uh, working to bring down the state or whatever it is that you might claim to be doing, and the other one working for the State Department. Yep, it is uh, bizarre. What are you, what, what are Christmas dinners like? Um, we try to avoid it, although uh, when I came to New Hampshire, uh, we had what was called the Liberty Caravan, where we traveled from California, uh, made several stops, and one of those was uh, Washington, D.C., <clears throat> and so I was there with a bunch of my uh, Liberty friends, uh, allies, and uh, so... Was this part of Motorhome Diaries, or you're just or the Liberty Caravan? Just the Liberty okay. Caravan, mm-hmm. right. And so, um, and so we had conversations, and he wasn't very receptive to these ideas. Um, called um, me and my uh, friends uh, a part of female anatomy because we didn't support the war on oh. terror. So this goes to like what I was talking about before the break. You know that I can't imagine. You know he's your brother, and you've you love him, and you've grown up with him, and you look at him and go, "Oh, he looks like me, just like me." Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a handsome devil, <laughs> for sure. But uh, and, um, so we, to, to like, do you ever feel like you've kind of left him behind, or you know, in terms of you know moving forward with? Uh, yeah, I mean, he life? might feel the same way about mm-hmm. me. But you know, we both started off um, as kids. We were uh, both born in '74, and so Reagan was uh, president during uh, much mm. of our formative years. And so, no, he I, was president in 1980. Oh, yeah, yeah, formative <laughs> years. I'm sorry. Yes, go ahead. And so. Um, uh, you know, I, I took the ideas of Reagan and, and liberty and freedom pretty seriously. And at at one point, I rejected the idea of freedom just for Americans and and nationalism. And I want freedom for everybody. And uh, I I think a lot of people like my uh, brothers, you know, still want to um, have freedom within these borders. But then again, you know, they also support the Department of Homeland Security and. All these other abominations after 9-11. But uh, my brother did join um, the State Department after 9-11 and, uh, you know, really wanted to focus on keeping uh, America safe. And um, to a certain extent, that's virtuous. But I have had conversations with him about blowback and about how um, by American government meddling uh, internationally, that puts a lot of us at danger because uh, terrorists want to attack us for um, getting involved in their What's countries. he think about that? Um, I haven't received a, okay. an answer that uh, I'm satisfied with. Well, um, what about what does he think about Ron Paul, um, the Ron Paul campaign receiving more m- donations from um, people in the military than all the other Republican candidates combined? Well, that's a, a persuasive argument. I mean, he was in the army himself, but um, I always got the sense that he wanted to see some action. And, yeah. uh, it, you know, it's got to be terribly i know it is it's it's terribly um tempting the fact is we as young boys probably i'm just guessing this is what it was like for the rest of them but i spent a great deal of my youth pretending to shoot people and i mean you know and this just it was it was normal and okay and i think it still is normal and okay um fantasy's fun i go between i dream of genie and gi jane i you know well (laughs) ask me what week of the month it is (laughs) if you shoot somebody and they're an enemy of your country you're a hero and you get medals and and you get parades yeah shiny things with ribbons on your jacket and who doesn't want that but and um, of course these games don't include the the rotting stinking corpses of children you know i mean this is this is probably an unfair generalization you let me know but um i would think that as a young man if you grow up with without a lot of um you know attaboys from your parents or you know for things that are you know your own um 
talents and, and skills or what have you, the idea of going into the military where you have, you know, you're constantly rewarded for, for doing, you know, good things as they define them and that there are these, like we said, medals and ribbons. Mm-hmm. And I think children have an insatiable desire for feedback yeah, um, exactly. from parents, positive and, and, and feedback from parents. if you don't get that, then, you know, but how can you possibly man, give it? that's just like... What do you mean? Well, my my son, um, you know, he has two stay at home parents, and he still can't get enough attention. Just can't get enough attention. You so start, start telling him no. Right. Well, <laughs> I agree with you entirely. However, that no, um, Jack. I, I don't know that, you know, the, 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 the pop psychology aspect of it. I don't know. I mean, I would say that um, young males uh, are, you know, chemically the uh, the killers, that they are chemical killers, um, mm-hmm. that they the testosterone is the killing drug and that that is um, that is used by those in charge in order to foster the military industrial complex. So I would just say it's actually natural. I, I would like to give people more positive feedback about what they do and you know things that I care about and want to promote. And that's why I like the idea of like merit badges for uh, liberty activism or civil disobedience. You know, if you well, like what Taryn Lupo did with those oh, um, right. with the uh, ID tags, you know, that the and dog then, tags. Yeah, the dog tags. And then he made one for me, too. That's a medallion. That's a IRS with a slash sign through it, you mm-hmm. know, since I am a tax resistor. And mm-hmm. and then I guess um, a, a demo from Liberty on Tour to start. This was his first week where he's giving a, a, an award or, you know, you know, an better than a cop, right? Exactly. Better than a cop. That's right. right. So, you know, I think um, everyone likes to get attaboys and girls and and um, I just as soon see it, though, for for nonviolent yeah, activities. For, yeah, well, that's what we want to encourage, right? voluntary interaction, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, go to copblock.org to find that video that Michelle's talking about. I thought it was really well done, very positive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, I, I just, I, I just, it must be amazing having a twin brother that, uh, for whatever reason, you guys just took entirely divergent paths. How often do you talk to him a year? Um not enough, unfortunately, and I, I need to get better about that. But I, you can imagine how this happened because um, we were both products of um, the Reagan revolution. And uh, but Reagan, you know, spoke a lot about liberty, but he didn't really, you know, follow through with his actions. He built up the military industrial complex. So um, he talked about low taxes and then uh, the spending of the government went up by 60 percent. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh if you want to talk about like budget deficits, um, you know you can blame George W. Bush and, and Obama, but Reagan was the the guy that he uh, gave it a real kick in the pants to get started. Exactly. I mean, Obama's the worst uh, up to this point, but don't worry, the guy who comes next will likely be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't worry, whoever it is will likely beat him, unless it's uh, Ron, Ron Paul. Paul. In, in which case, uh, you know, you 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 could actually see some reversal of this. I don't know that he can, um, in fact, do the you know undo all the things that have been done. But I am really heartened by his candidacy here. It looks like. I mean, you know, at this point, he's uh, in the top tier of of candidates, and I think that the top tier only contains three. I suppose Chris Christie could get in it and, you know, uh, you know, change things a little bit, but he's not exactly a, a free market maven either. So, anyway, that's uh, he has a very compassionate approach, also to cutting back the government yeah. and everything. He's not going to abandon all the you know eighty five year old people that live on Social Security. It's an important aspect because a lot of people uh, would like to paint libertarians as heartless fiends. 855-450-3733. Do you want to get rid of social programs? People people want to get rid of social programs. Are they evil?
And now it's time for the Living Beyond Your Feelings Radio Minute with tips and advice on controlling your emotions so they don't control you. Here's New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer. God has given us the fruit of self-control, and I want to emphasize that it's self-control. It's not a method for us to control other people. It's not a method for us to control all of our circumstances, but it's something, a beautiful, wonderful fruit of the Spirit that God has given us to help us control us. And God wants us to use that wonderful tool so we don't let our emotions control us. If we use self-control, we can control our thoughts, we can control our words, we can control our emotions. I can't always control whether or not I get a feeling. Sometimes they just come when I least expect them, but I don't have to act on them. I'm so grateful to know that I don't have to let my emotions manage me, but I can manage them, and so can you. For the Living Beyond Your Feelings Radio Minute, I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information to help you control your own emotions so they don't control you, please visit Joyce Meyer. That's M-E-Y-E-R dot org. The average person has 70,000 thoughts every day, and many of those thoughts trigger a corresponding emotion. In Living Beyond Your Feelings, Joyce Meyer examines the gamut of feelings that human beings experience. She discusses the way that the brain processes and stores memories and thoughts. Then, emotion by emotion, she explains how we can manage our reactions to those emotions. Living Beyond Your Feelings, the newest book from New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer, is available wherever books are sold. Eight fifty five four fifty three, Sacral toll free call in line here on Free Talk Lives Live Friday Night Edition with Mark and Jason and Michelle. You can give us a call at one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Talk about whatever floats your boat. Sound Wisdom's SG one solar powered generating system can give you the basics in an emergency or be expanded to handle your whole house. You know, this will handle, this will take off the grid a freezer, a refrigerator, and a, say a well pump, and you'll be covered not only by a generator, like, you know, a generator just sits, and sits around and doesn't do anything until the power goes out. This generator will run your refrigerator, your, your freezer, and your well pump uh, the whole time, take them off the grid so that if the power goes down, you still have these things up. And if you want to go totally off the grid, so, I mean, it's a great generator. It's better than every other generator out there and priced comparably. And... If you want to go off uh, off the grid entirely, you can just add panels as time goes by, and it'll take panels, um, all different kinds of panels. Also, it'll convert, uh, you know, a water wheel or a windmill or whatever you want. This is an amazing product for those of you who have homes. You need to get this. Uh, they're standing by. Experts are standing by to answer all your questions. Call for free education. All you have to do is get the number by going to freetalklivesolar.com. We've teamed up with these folks to uh, they're um, making it easy for us so that uh, you know they they know what what folks are coming to them through Free Talk Live. They set up the special website freetalklivesolar.com. You can also check out Free Talk Live and uh, dot com and and upload stories or link to stories or blog posts or whatever that. Uh, Makes you happy. People will vote it up, vote it down. You can do the same with theirs. It's a very interactive website. Lots of traffic there recently, by the way. Uh, we've been talking about the numbers, and uh, it's great to see. It's freetalklive.com. Let's go to Rob in New Jersey. Rob. Hello. How's it going? All's well. What's on your mind? I wanted to give you guys a report on 
uh, Occupy Wall Street. Great. I'm kind of wondering what's going on there. Um, you know, frankly, the, they've been going on for about two weeks now, and um, right. you know, seems to be a diverse group of folks. Absolutely. What was your experience? Um, well, so the first thing I realized was that they aren't actually hanging out on Wall Street. They're about two blocks away. Okay. In, uh, uh, Zuccotti, I believe is how you pronounce it, Park, um, okay. Broadway, and Liberty. So they're okay. like two blocks away from Wall Street and a couple blocks away from the New York. Uh, were they bed. moved? Were they moved away? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think what what I what I noticed from uh, from being there and talking to people and looking at they actually have schedules posted of their activities and things. It looks like that's kind of that's their headquarters. That's where everyone's sleeping. Gotcha. And then they that's their that's their starting point for marches. Mm. Okay. So they will march down by Wall Street, but there's no place there for all the people to, to hang around and sleep and such. So by a march, you mean they stay? They generally stick to the sidewalk. They go down there. They uh, you know wave, wave their signs, make their noise, and then head back to the park. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. I got there. I got there around uh, noon and just in time for one of their marches to start. And it looks like they. That was kind of an impromptu thing, I was told. I guess they have scheduled marches uh, coordinated with the opening and closing of the stock exchange, so around 9.30 and around 4. Gotcha. So So what did you get uh, as a sense from people? Because from the videos and things that we've seen, it seems a little... um, People seem to be upset, but there's not a general strategy, nor is there a general consensus as to what the problem is or what they want, and it seems a little bit chaotic. Uh, yeah, that's 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 how I describe it as well. I mean, I talked I talked to a lot of people there, and I mean, I I, I was speaking with some anarchists from Canada. There were um, socialists there from the city. There were libertarians there that came in from out of town. There were, uh, it, I mean, just about just about everybody in between. Um, there were there were general uh, status, you know, that are just kind of happy with. The status quo, but I mean, everybody had uh, different reasons for being there. I mean, I, I saw I saw in the Fed signs, I saw free Mumia signs. Um, it, free it, who? It was definitely a, a um, Mumia. Uh, I forget his whole name. He's got a long name. He was a guy who um, was put in prison. Like I, I forget how long, fifteen years ago or something, okay. for killing, killing a cop in uh, South Philly. All right. The machine had a song about him and all that. So there's there's mm-hmm. been a movement for freeing him forever. Um, but anyway, it, I mean, there were people there protesting nuclear energy. So I mean, you people are just using that as an outlet for whatever it is, whatever many, issue it is they want to push. How many people would you say are down there protesting, and how many cops would you say? And is there a sense that the police have backed off now that they've gotten some publicity for doing things like spraying pepper spray or arresting people and being violent? Or what's like the ambiance there? Yeah, um, hard hard for me to estimate the number of cops. I, I'd say when I was there, when I got there around noon, there were probably 200, 250 people or so in the square. That looked like they were actually part of the, you know, movement or protest, and then there were a bunch of tourists like me just coming to check things out. And then around um, around four, around three thirty, four o'clock, I, the the park just got packed. I'd say there were a good six hundred folks there. Okay. Uh, a lot of them seemed like they were, and from people that I spoke to, it seems like a lot of the protesters kind of commute in in the afternoon. They come in after work. Mm-hmm. And they'll hang out there till late at night, and sometimes some of them will sleep. Some of them will go home and sleep, and then go to work the next morning, mm-hmm. and then do it again. So, so um, as, as far as police, I mean, I, I'd say on each side of the square there were probably um, 
eight to ten uh, police. So, I mean, you probably had a good uh, forty to fifty police officers surrounding the square. And but then, I mean, they were all Jeez. they were all down Wall Street and all around. I mean, in uh, two or three block uh, radius in every direction. So, does it, I, you know, did it seem like the police that. were necessary, or um, what? Do you, what did you feel the police were there for? You know, I didn't really see them do anything. I I came with the the images of you know um, Bologna and the other guys, you know, macing these people and thinking that it was going to be um, a really tense kind of hostile environment. But really, the uh, the cops that were there were just were just hanging out watching. I didn't. I really didn't even see them talking to anyone. Okay. So that was. You know that was uh, encouraging, and I, I wasn't there. I wasn't marching along with anybody. But from the people I spoke to, uh, they told me that they were basically being shadowed by the cops, who were, you know, just repeating to them and reminding them that they had to stay off of the street, um, which of course was exactly where all the cops were walking. So it's okay for them. It's <laughs> funny. They were just reminding the protesters that. You know, well, it's dangerous, Rob. It's it's dangerous, and they're they're That's here right. to protect us. Right. The trains. They're wearing blue shirts, and it's okay for them. <laughs> So does it seem like there's a momentum building uh, in these protests? You know, I, I, I saw I saw a lot of, despite it being kind of disjointed, like we were talking about, and people being there for a lot of different reasons, I, I saw a lot of solidarity. I mean, everybody there was uh, is aware, and a lot of them were talking about, you know, with pride, all these other occupations that are starting up around the U.S. and internationally. Uh, my uh, the people I was talking, I was talking to from Canada were were from Nova Scotia, and they were telling me in Halifax uh, there was an Occupy Halifax that just started up, and there's one apparently that's starting up in Germany. So it definitely, you know, these guys are are definitely uh, being emboldened, I think, and and feeling that um, that movement. So one of the one of the things I was really impressed with, though, despite despite people people being there for all kinds of different reasons and, and having different goals in mind, uh, it does seem really organized from uh, the perspective of, you know, they have they have kind of uh, town hall meetings twice a day. They have they have a scheduled uh, time for marching. They have they have like a kitchen set up where, you know, all these people are bringing food and where it all gets set up. It seems like there was plenty so of So they're food organized there. in that way. Are they organized in the way that they know what they want? Because no. I, I don't know that they know what they want, I mean, from what I can tell. Right, right exactly. And and from the people that I, that I spoke with, um, you know, they they all agree that, uh, I mean, the the best way to describe it is there's a guy walking around with a sign, and his sign said, you know, I can't read it literally um, since we're on the radio, but sure. uh, it said, S is effed up and BS. There you go. <laughs> I I started talking to him about, you know, why he was there. And, you know, he couldn't really articulate. Apparently. (laughs) He couldn't write it down either. (laughs) Exactly. But, I mean, he pointed to Wall Street and he's like, you know, there's a lot of BS over there. And then he pointed over in the direction of of the Fed, you know, and repeated. So there's just a a general unhappiness and and distrust around. I'd say that that pretty much reflects the nation. Mm -hmm. Right. Rob, thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. 855-450-3733. Are these just people that you know, should go home? Let us know. In the amazing universe of podcasts, one podcast stands alone in excellence of broadcasting and neurology. It's 
furbosurgery.com. That's right, furbosurgery.com. Get your brain in gear. Get it full speed ahead. Get it going right now, baby, because you are awesome, awesome, awesome. And this podcast, when you listen to it, you will feel better right now. So go to verbalsurgery.com. Get with the program, baby. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 855-450-3. That's the single toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Tally, what is the Free State Project? The Free State Project is probably our best chance to uh, get liberty in our lifetime. It's by uh, having people move to a single state, uh, New Hampshire, and uh, just concentrating our numbers and working to achieve uh, freedom in uh, many ways, whether it's media like we're doing here tonight or civil disobedience, uh, clogging the court system, uh, even if you want to um, uh, participate in elections and campaigns. uh, A lot of that is going on here. So it's great. And it's also just a fantastic community. It it feels like a family a lot of times, and I I really enjoy being here. And you can find out more by going to freestateproject.org. Sign up today, freestateproject.org. Let's go to Chuck in Virginia. Chuck. Hey, Mark. How you doing? All's well. What's on your mind? Well, uh, I guess, first off, I get to meet you in a couple weeks. Cool. My my daughter said that uh, I want to get to meet you. I look forward to that. Oh, you coming up uh, here to, to Keene? Is Cecilia yeah, your daughter? Yeah, that's ah, she oh, was just great. over here bragging on you. And One of the very liberty excited. activists yeah. nearby, yeah. It, it's great yeah. to have Cecilia here, by the way. Uh, she's such a great activist. And uh, she, the first time I met her, she uh, appeared at a, a, a court hearing that uh, we were at. And uh, she's just been so helpful, and uh, it's, it's, it's great. Do you miss her? Oh, well, of course I miss her. She's a great <laughs> kid. Mm. And, uh, but... Uh, you know, a couple months ago when she said she was going to come up there, you know, I'm kind of, oh, yeah, well, wow. And then I get more involved. I watch you guys off and on. I work, you know, <laughs> but I watch you guys off and on. I keep finding that uh, more and more of my thoughts are are. Uh, <gasps> how about that, line. Chuck? Oh, my yeah, gosh. Oh, pack your bags. <laughs> yeah, no, not quite. I'm way too old for that, but I'll come visit from time to time. No, we have old people. There's Mark. I mean, the trials themselves I find scary. Oftentimes, well, I don't I, feel I, like... I, I agree to that. I mean, but it's still, yeah. you know, with no... They're not even going you know, through the pretense. Right, pretense. And yet, at the 
same time, the same governments, you know, yelling that we need to take other citizens that are down in Guantanamo and bring them into the country and give them all the rights that are supposed to be for citizens. Um, it's confusing. I mean, um, and, yeah. and by the way, they're, they, they don't appear to be doing I don't think that's legal, and that's why the uh, Obama administration dropped that particular uh, trick. Right, right. But um, – you know, the, if they can kill if they can kill American citizens on foreign land, why can't they kill American citizens on American on American soil? And well, they I, just did Clay Davis the other day in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, without a trial, but yes. Um, yeah. I thought it was Troy Davis. Has he got two names? Troy, did I say Clay? Clay? Troy I'm sorry. Davis. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, because he had the same name as a real good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, well, you know, it will be really nice to have you up for a visit and everything, and and uh, um, you know, give a be able to brag on Cecilia a little bit, like Jason was saying. She's, you know, really great activist. She's very kind, and and we're very lucky to have another woman here because there aren't nearly as many of us. As we're a little bit out outnumbered here. You with the two X chromosomes? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't know. There, there's a there's a bunch of ladies that uh, are hanging out at the Keen Activism Center on a regular basis, yes, and more are moving here. I'm talking about like the entire state of free staters. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean there there are more guys and there are gals. So I'm you know I'm stoked to have another girlfriend here. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's she's having a, a ball up there. She's probably enjoying the best part of her life. Good for her. Awesome, <laughs> Chuck. Thank you for the call. Uh, you guys have a great night. I, I really enjoy watching. We'll, we'll Thanks. see Thanks. you soon. And I will see you soon. Yeah. Right, bye. And by watching, he means watching the cam at cam.freetalklive.com. We certainly have a way to watch the program. I know that folks don't usually use the term watch when uh, talking about the radio a radio program, but in this case, he, he also, really is. He also watches Free Keen TV. That's right. He said, "Where you're uh, one of the one of the anchor folks." Is that right? I am the anchor, and I I'm terrible at it, and I'd rather be a pundit. But um, JJ's the producer and he's in charge and he told me I'm going to be an anchor and to shut up and deal with it. You did both last week. I did. Because I roll out of a cage and I'm asked about national issues and I'm like, what? Yeah. What do you mean Occupy Wall Street? What do you mean? I don't know. I'm in a cell, dude. Let's talk to Nick in Illinois. Nick. Hi. You mentioned briefly Ron Paul's plan, should he be elected, to gently let the populace off the American government social program. Yes. Yes. People are naturally going to say, well, what will take care of them in place of that? I like to bring up mutual aid societies and things like that, but I don't think people are generally convinced that those or charity will do better than a government program because mutual aid societies aren't universal within a geographic region. They can't be everywhere. And the income of charities is thought to be uncertain and irregular, plus charities are never as big as government programs and can't be everywhere like such programs are thought to be. They don't need to be as uh, as big. I mean, numbers like, um, you know, that the pr- private uh, non-governmental agencies are between three and seven times as efficient as the uh, the government. I've heard numbers as low as 1.5 as efficient, but I, I, th- I think seven times as efficient it probably – um, is much more realistic. And I think when it comes to social programs that it's even more apt, um, insurance companies claim that 25% of insurance claims are fraudulent. And that's in a free market system where they police it. Uh, no one, I don't think too many people would claim that the government's very good at policing uh, fraud in social welfare programs. And so I can only assume, therefore, that the fraud is higher and once you can remove the fraud from uh, these things and actually provide 
help to people who need help, then these charities could absolutely handle it. And instead of uh, creating a social, they'd have a social safety net for real instead of a social safety hammock. Well, and one of the things also that's so great about mutual aid societies and that volunteer sort of thing is that as you are becoming, you know, better enabled, because, you know, people get into tough spots sometimes and, you know, crappy things happen, you know, when an accident or what have you. So they need some help. Fine. Um, then uh, as you start to get well or you start to become enabled and you are strengthening yourself, you can get weaned off of that assistance. Whereas with the state, there is this incentive to remain on the dole and you don't dare get well or you don't dare get, um, you know, a job because, you know, kind of thing, because you're going to lose it all and then you don't get it back. And so the incentive is is definitely to stay on it. And it's uh, it, it. demoralizes you as a human being. Now, I have heard the argument that that is a particular case of certain implementations of welfare programs, whereas if you go to places like, um, I'm not sure if it's Sweden or Switzerland, I always get those two confused, but uh, in one of those countries... It wouldn't be Switzerland, uh, the, it would be Sweden. What? It would be Sweden, not Switzerland. Okay. The, the view is that uh, welfare and uh, healthcare and things like that are not entitlements, they are provided to everyone equally. So it's not like after you get past a certain point of ability, they get taken away from you. They're always there, whether whether you need it or not. Where's that money tree coming from? Where's what? Where does that money tree come from? Yeah, who, who pays for it, I guess? <laughs> well, you know, they have like, what, 70% income tax over there or something? Uh, I don't imagine their taxes are much higher than they are here. They just uh, spend them on different things. Uh, the United States taxpayer uh, pays to keep the to, to police the world, um, and that leaves these other Western countries to you know the the money to uh, create little social welfare havens. Nick, I do appreciate the call. Bitcoins, you can buy them and you can sell them. They're a great little commodity. You can accept them for your own products and services. But what do you do once you have them? Why you spend them? Of course, spendbitcoins.com allows you to spend them all in one place. From spendbitcoins.com, you can spend your bitcoins at major online retailers such as Amazon, Fishpond, Barnes & Noble, memory dealers, and more. When you want to spend bitcoins, go to spendbitcoins.com. Eight fifty five four fifty three. That's the SACL toll free call in line here on Free Talk Live. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's Mark with you and Jason and Michelle. So um, we do we will talk to you about whatever you want to talk about. All you have to do is call in. We'll do that. But I've got a story here from uh, break the breakthematrix.com news aggregating story out of Portland, Oregon. Apparently a judge has ruled parts of the Patriot Act to be unconstitutional. No, you don't say. I knew you'd no, be excited. No, of course it's it's not going to matter. Yes, the USA Patriot Act is my pet peeve, but it's not going to matter because you got a few someone pet peeves. like you get a little peeve zoo. <laughs> <laughs> So like Jason Talley's going to go in there with his camera and he's going to have this nice, kind, soft-spoken voice and he's going to hand that order, you know, whatever, to whomever's in charge. And they're going to say, I don't care what it says. Yeah. You're going to jail anyway. Mm-hmm. Indeed. That's kind of how they run it. Um, real quick, it says t- uh, two provisions of the USA Patriot Act. And they, sp- they said it right for you. The USA Patriot Act. Yeah. That's Thank how you want it said every time. Every time I say the Patriot Act, you're like, no, no, it's the USA Patriot Act. It stands for something. I'm not sure what. The unconstitutional language because they allow search warrants to be issued 
without showing uh, the showing of probable cause a federal judge ruled on Wednesday. U.S. District Judge Anne Aiken uh, ruled that the Foreign Intelligence Service Act, as amended by the Patriot Act, now permits the executive branch of government to conduct surveillance and searches of American citizens without satisfying the probable cause requirements of the Fourth Amendment. By the way, the administration that brought this in knew this crap from the very beginning, and they didn't care. They knew that it would take 10 years for something to finally happen, you know, 8, 5, 10, 8, 10, 12, 15 years for something to finally happen. So Not they, a single signer of this, of this piece of legislation read the entire thing. Not one. How could they? I mean, so many of these laws, you know, they, they just they can't. They're they're pushed through so quickly that they can't possibly have read them. And, you know, I mean, so this judge, these people swear an oath to the Constitution. The ones, the everybody who voted on this, everybody who put it forth, they they swore oaths to the Constitution. This judge says it's unconstitutional. Where's the teeth? Where's the prison sentences for these people? Really, you just violated the highest law in the land, and there's no prison sentence for it. I I mean, if I walk when the light isn't the proper color, I get a ticket, and if I don't pay that ticket, I go to jail. These people violate the highest law in the land, and there's nothing. I mean, this is this holy document, the Constitution, and the founding fathers didn't have the force site to put a sentence involved for breaking it mm-hmm. i mean talk about a document with no teeth it's sad mm-hmm. it's sad that people hold this up as oh, well, this is the treason. seminal freedom document I, I would say it's treason if it's the highest law of the land then violating it you know by um one sworn to uphold it i would think would be an act of treason and by the way it's uniting and strengthening america by providing appropriate tools required to intercept and obstruct terrorism there you go thank mm-hmm. you yeah, and yeah, that's it. We were told that uh, the reason uh, that the terrorists attacked the Twin Towers was WMB because of well, because um, they hate us for our freedom, well, right? Yeah, absolutely. and so then they passed uh, monstrosities like the U.S. Patriot Act, which uh, do the work of Al Qaeda for them if they hate us for our freedom. Yeah. So um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this was obvious and clear that this thing was unconstitutional, and I'm surprised it took this long to get this far. And but but, you know, I mean, justice's terrible swift sword swings. Oh, so slowly. Um, It's incredible how long it can take. And and those people that uh, have violated the Constitution in this case will receive no not not even a shake of a finger. Nothing. What part exactly was ruled unconstitutional? The uh, fact that uh, that it allows search warrants to be issued without the showing of probable cause um, this particular part. So, you know, the bugging of lines and things like that. On May 26th was when um, Barack Obama signed the four-year extension to three key provisions of that. Yeah, is he, gonna, is he roving, going to get some kind of right, a sentence for this? Roving wiretaps, searches of business records, which is the library records provision, and conducting surveillance of lone wolves, individuals suspected of terrorist-related activities not linked to terrorist groups. So you're not linked to a terrorist group, you're a lone wolf. Does that mean that if you're someone like one of the three of us in this room who doesn't like our government and works every day to... Uh, how would we know that the Free State Project has not been named a terrorist organization by the United States government? I mean, how would we possibly know that? They had the uh, fusion uh, groups where you have... Fusion centers. Uh, fusion centers, thank you. We have law enforcement from state, local, and federal levels working together and uh, one of them identified uh, people with Gadsden flag stickers and Ron Paul stickers, you know, as people to watch out for. That's in the MIAC report. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People that voted for Ron Paul, people that homeschool their kids, people that um, claim to be anarchists. Yeah. But it's so funny that a, a violent uh, organization like the uh, government would uh, call other people terrorists when uh, 
they are the real terrorists. Well, you know, organizations are always vilifying their competition. Yeah. Well, and the fact that there that there's a war on terror that's so loosely defined and everything that sure. it could, it doesn't necessarily have to be against another nation. Well, it, it wouldn't have sold well as well if they the just people. had the war on them foreign folks in order to get your money. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Daryl in Texas. Daryl. Yes, I uh, wanted to talk about the Occupy Wall Street protest. Yes. Uh, one of the things that I do is I'm a writer, and I write for a newspaper called The Sovereign, which is put out uh, from New York City. Okay. And I just got an exclusive report from The Sovereign about the Occupy Wall Street. Okay. Uh, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read some parts of it. Uh, they said that... Uh, on a scale of one to ten, they would rate this as a three. Okay, what's the, why so low? They, they list it as uh, the attendance was dismal. Okay, uh, it's between several hundred to fifteen hundred people crammed into a small private park. Okay, uh, the uh, crowd enthusiasm apparently is very very low. How can they? How can they be out there sleeping in the park if their enthusiasm's low? You would think their enthusiasm would have to be quite high to sleep in a park. Mine would have to be darn high. I'd be pretty miserable uh, if I, I was sleeping I, in a park. Yeah. I, I would tend to agree with Jason that you know you would be miserable sleeping in a park. Enthusiasm goes low, uh, but apparently, it reminded this uh, reporter of a Grateful Dead concert as far as the. Just the personality of the type of people that were there. That's very interesting. I, I think that that, that yeah, might be it, it a... Says that, that the people, you know, they represent a broad political spectrum, but it's not really organized as far as one single message. Yeah. You know, it's Just interesting. So, it's a rainbow. People that are there. Rainbow people gathering in New York City. I, I didn't, um, I don't think that um, you, did you hear Rob when he called in, actually? Is that what you're referring to when he talked about the update to the Occupy Wall Street? Yes, I actually did hear his okay. report. You know, um, something that he had said in a, in a separate conversation about that, which is his, his goal in going down there, is to educate people and encourage them um, and would like to encourage other liberty activists to go down there, that the people are actually receptive and that they, you know, Grateful Dead comparison, that there's just there's some people that are just really disenchanted and upset sure. and they're lost and that this is such a golden opportunity for liberty minded people and activists to go out and uh, and spread the message and um, and share with them because they have no solutions they have only questions there you go yeah and maybe encourage them to come here uh, and occupy New Hampshire yeah. in the name of Liberty <laughs> exactly uh, a friend of mine actually suggested having someone pass out economics in one lesson sure. <laughs> Daryl thanks for the call eight five five four five zero three seven three three let's go to Arn Arno in California Yes, sir. Yeah, our name in California. How okay. you doing? All's well. What's on your uh, mind? Um, I wanted to comment on the guy that we claim we just assassinated. And where um, I didn't off, assassinate anybody. I didn't either. Well, <laughs> Not it. Well, it, you guys know what I mean. Come on, yeah. cut me a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, um, don't you have to kind of be like a, a, a leader of a country to get assassinated? And then secondly... Um, he was an American citizen, from what I understand. Yep. He denounced America, basically ripped up his ID card, joined the enemy. Why would we waste our time giving this man a trial if he is now our enemy? Well, I, I guess my question to you be, is: if if they can do that to um, if they can do that to him, can't they do it to you? 
Well, see, I didn't denounce America. Oh, well, so if you denounce America, then you don't deserve a trial? If you have some political... Uh, I I I wouldn't say you don't deserve a trial, but I'll say this. The Constitution doesn't apply to you. Well, why not? I mean, the Constitution doesn't even... All men are created equal. And they say that if you're born here, you're a citizen, so you couldn't be able to... Hold on. Hold the line, Arna. Arna, if you would. (laughs) 855. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at FFF at FFF.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org. Free Talk Live, 855-453. We may be able to slide you in here. This last segment of the show on the live Friday night edition with Mark, Jason, and Michelle. Let's go back to Arnett in California. Arnett? Yes, sir. So your concern with um, Al Alwicky, Anwar Alwicky, that fella, um, is that he didn't deserve the protections of the United States Constitution because you read some place that he, uh, you know, tore up his papers or something. Well, I mean, what I'm saying is he purposely sided against us. When you How do you know? Well, I mean, look at the websites. He he had a website and he had links to Al Qaeda. No, I mean now. But let's now talk about that specifically. Okay, what yeah, did he ahead. do that put uh, Americans in danger? Well, I mean, here's my opinion. I don't know exactly what the man did. But, but you're that's okay because he hasn't had a trial, Arnett. Yeah, and you're willing to have him but killed. See, here, here's where I'm coming from. Here's where I'm coming from. If you have any ties whatsoever to Al Qaeda, then I don't need to know exactly what you did. You didn't already. Drew the line in the sand, and you're standing on your what, side. Wait, wait, what I'm kind of lines? What kind of lines? You know that the CIA has lines to Al Qaeda. I mean, that Al Qaeda yeah. is a cre- oh, yeah. organization oh, created on, by I'm the CIA. So should they assassinate all those? Guys. Should they assassinate the former U.S. presidents that authorized this stuff? Should they assassinate the CIA members that were involved? Yes, sir. <laughs> there you go. Well, okay, let's, 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 let's assassinate some presidents. How Thanks you, for the call. How do you respond to that? 855-450-3733. I mean, Al-Qaeda is a Line U.S. creation. Up. Line him up. Steve, Anwar al Hello, yeah. Uh, just one preface. Um, I was listening to the program with the gentleman from the uh, great state of New Hampshire, Live Free or Die, but I never did find out what was he in jail for. The uh, Ian Freeman, our nor- our normal yeah. uh, first seat. Because uh... we're all in New Hampshire, you know yes. that, right? Oh no, I didn't. Yes, I didn't yeah. know yeah. that. The, the show here, Free Talk Live, originates out of Keene, New Hampshire, and our normal uh, first seat host, Ian Freeman, um, he was incarcerated for uh, standing in front of a police car taking a, that was taking a woman to jail that he felt was she was being taken unjustly. So he stood yeah, in front of the okay. police car, and um, that Thank was over you, a year yeah. ago. If you go I, I to, so, but I wasn't sure if it was the same one. But uh, jumping now to the uh, Al Wiki guy, um, what does it take to lose your citizenship? That's what I don't understand. I think you have um, to go to you have to go to another country and become a citizen there in order to denounce your citizen prop, citizenship properly. I could say here on the radio, I no longer want to be a United States citizen, but that would not absolve me of having to pay their taxes um, or whatever. Yeah. According to their rules, well, I agree right. there should be a tough uh, there should be a tough standard. But 
But I a have tough seen, standard? Um, well, I mean, there should be a tough standard to lose your citizenship. I mean, I, I, would, I wouldn't want to see it get to the point where if you just say something against the government, you lose your citizenship. I know lots of people that are happily happy to give it up. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, who, who wants to be a citizen? Um, well, actually, nobody's a citizen. A citizen is a person who owns a duty of allegiance for a um, an obligation of protection. And the C- Supreme Court has ruled over and over again, the government has no obligation to protect you. So this term citizen is yeah. being applied um, erroneously all across the world. Well, you see what I'm saying? Though? Yeah. I mean, oh, I understand. What everybody seems to be upset about is the... Uh, the, uh, the, the, that he's a United States citizen. Yeah, that, I'm saying, well, my, it, what, is he really, uh, or didn't he denounce it? I heard the, I think the prior caller allude to that. So are you, so I, so I are you asking if he's, were. are you asking if he was a citizen at the time he was assassinated, in which case yeah, it's an yeah, incorrect yeah, claim that he was... For fact, you know, as I understand it, the United States government would consider him to be a citizen, um, and the, the newspapers are reporting that he is a citizen. He is certainly U.S. born, and, um, you know, but I really do wonder if it really matters. I mean, when it, what it boils down to it, is it okay to assassinate foreign citizens that haven't had trials? Well, I hate to see assassinations of anybody, to be perfectly frank. That, frankly, is what the um, war on terror is. It's a, it's a series of assassinations. Yes, it is. I agree. Um, it's just terrible. It's just terrible. They had the opportunity but, to bring but, Osama bin Laden in, but they put him on his knees and shot him in the head. Um, so... You know, they, this guy truly seemed like a bad actor, though. I would, I, I would concur, I absolutely. What I consider, yeah. In other words, what I consider a bad actor is um, that if he were here now and had the opportunity, it seems like he would kill you or me or any of us. He, I don't know if he would kill you or me. I mean, maybe he would. Maybe who knows what he would do. Um, but I, I would concur with you that he does seem like a bad actor. I, I I'll, I'll give yeah, you that. Definitely. But yeah, that doesn't. Yeah. But I don't know because all I know is the stuff that the the media um, is portraying, and frankly, I have come to distrust those people. I don't really trust the media very much. I don't really trust the United States government to tell me the truth. Um, you know, with the release no. of the uh, the wiki the WikiLeaks stuff, I, I see that they've been lying all along. They're breaking their own laws yeah. when they're when it's exposed that they break their laws. They don't even bother charging their own officials. Hillary Clinton should be charged and go to jail for what uh, was exposed yeah. in the WikiLeaks leak stuff and they're they're not going to do that they'll shoot this american citizen they'll kill him from a robot in the sky but they won't they will not police themselves yeah and if you want to use violence to achieve your goals bottom line is uh, guys the bottom line is to all this in my opinion is uh uh he's popped up before when they said he's dead and and just like osama bin laden when the uh, hurricane came through uh uh with you guys, uh, I I thought he might wash up on Hampton Beach or the Jersey Shore. <laughs> so maybe this guy, you know, next week will pop up again. We really, you know, it's it's a crazy world, man. You yeah, know? they've they've killed the second in command of Al Qaeda about nine times, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. All right. Listen, Thanks for the call, thank you Steve. So much for your time. Appreciate okay. it. You know, I mean, this is. <sighs> It's amazing the, to me. There's just sort of the uh, the jingoism when you pick pick a side. Our side's right, no matter what. And they don't. We don't even look at the United States citizens. Don't even look at the fact that the uh, the, the WikiLeaks um, leaks have shown that the the the, the you know the, the the executive branch has broken the laws, mm-hmm. and they don't charge themselves. They don't care that they have <laughs> broken the laws. They're not going to enforce their own laws. Well, we were talking about the judge earlier who said to me, "Don't bring up liberty or the Constitution in my courtroom. I'll hold you in contempt." What? Uh? You're 10 times more likely in the last decade to be killed by a police officer in the United States as a citizen yeah. than you are 
as uh, a, to be killed by a terrorist. Yeah. And Americans are all worried to death about this Alwiki guy over in Yemen, where the United States government is on the side of a dictator, is fighting on the side of a dictator to put down, frankly, what appears to be a popular rebellion against 40 years of rule, of unelected rule. Yeah, if you're going to use violence to achieve your uh, political goals, then you're a bad actor, whether you're um, al-Qaeda or the United States government. Uh, to me, it makes uh, very little distinction. I mean, there's there's people that use violence all the time. As far as uh, the definition of assassination, it's to kill suddenly or secretly, um, especially a political politically prominent person. So he definitely fits the, uh, Absolutely, the definition yeah. of that. One does not have to be a, the, the head of a state to be to be assassinated. There's uh, no doubt you can you know a regular uh, citizen can be assassinated. Assassinated. And then what we're learning about in uh, Pakistan recently, where um, the Pakistani uh, intelligence arm is giving uh, an intel to um, some uh, militia members to yep. attack. Uh, but that the, you got to remember, very recently, probably even currently, the, the Pakistani intelligence arm is receiving money from the U.S. taxpayers. Sure, I mean you know, this, but uh, the, the you know, I imagine some in the Pakistani government are a little upset about what amounted to essentially an act of war on their um, on their ground. I understand why the United States government would choose not to use the the Pakistanis to to go after Osama bin Laden. I get it. I understand why they wouldn't. But the very idea, as according to the account, as as I heard it, that Osama bin Laden was put to his knees and shot in the head by uh, SEAL Team Six. That's an assassination right in front of his his uh, wife and kids, after one shooting of wives wife. and kids or whatever. Um, uh, that you know this. Is despicable, and then the body's dumped at sea. That's a, no that's photos abs- released. Absolutely, an assassination. And you know, frankly, the United States citizens, we have the right to have this guy have stood trial. I know lots of people say, "Oh, there's good reasons why he shouldn't have been put on trial. It would have been a circus." Blah 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 blah. Well, look, if our side is so righteous and their side is so unrighteous, then why the heck is the United States government so concerned about this guy getting a trial? If and you know, frankly, I don't think their trials are very fair anyway. So I'm, you know, I, mm. well, big deal. It's not like he wouldn't have been found guilty. But you know, the the what we're told all of our lives is that these trials are the things that uh, give the government the right to kill. They give the government the right to sentence, and then we don't even care. It doesn't even matter if these people get a trial. I mean, if the media and the government portray somebody enough as enough of a dog, as enough of an evil person, as enough of a bad actor, Mm -hmm. then we're just not supposed to care whether they get a trial or not. Mm -hmm. At what point does it when do they turn on us? Well, but that's just it. That's the news. I mean, now they're assassinating U.S. citizens. There you go. I mean, that's 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 the so long. So, what are you all going to do about this yourselves? You know, Nothing. get out there. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. I'm sick of it. Keep mm. talking peace. Yep, absolutely. And and, and not being part of uh, this uh, this violent empire. Mm-hmm. Not. I mean, they are acting in the manner that they act. I've got nothing to do with it. Yep, we're in the Shire. Free we're Talk Live. Eight, <laughs> I don't know why I'm giving the number. Check us out in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Good night. Peace.